Brian, where have you been all day? Tell uh, me. I was I was at the circus. <laughs> My God, this is the first time hearing of this. I was this. at the circus. You, and, and and just so we understand, I was actually working. At you the were circus. working at the I, circus. I wasn't watching the circus. I was working. You've been doing, from what I've known, I thought you've been doing a what will be an unnamed bad show. I have been doing an off-Broadway musical. I, but see, here's the thing. I, I sub for different people. Yes. And one of the people that I sub for from time to time is the pianist at an off-Broadway musical. And one of the people I sub for from time to time is the pianist at the circus. <laughs> and so the all day, all day, let me just say this to our viewing public. All day, Brian has been in a tuxedo working at the circus. Yes. I mean, I mean, not like from nine until five. Not, not for eight hours straight, I didn't. But I did, I did two there. performances, and each one was two hours long. So, Did you get to meet the elephants? I did not. I do walk past the horses between the dressing room and the bandstand. <laughs> you cannot believe I walk past the horses. this has been your day. And uh, I, I know that I've encountered many of the different acrobats, the trapeze guys. You've encountered acrobats? Sure. I mean, all the dressing rooms are in one building, and then you have to come out of that building and you walk past the horse stables and then you go into the backstage part of the tent. This is like the 12 Days of Christmas song. This, <laughs> right, yes. Eight acrobats tumbling, right. nine horses horsing, and right. ten musicians playing. Tuxedoing. The, yeah, sure. Well, this is episode 84. Yes, it is. And I am thrilled. <laughs> I am here. <laughs> you are here. Yeah, that's about it. I'll tell you what's coming up on today's show. Tell me, Ryan. We have Stick versus Kane, part three. Oh, thank God. We have EU versus, versus R. This is a very interesting uh, debate. Yeah, well, this is a debate episode. We've got this Stick is. versus Kane, EU versus R, and what else do we have? Do oh, we have we another debate? We don't have the Oracle. I should have crossed that out. Well, uh, I'm so glad you said it anyway. <laughs> we have a puzzle of the week, and all that, and more, except for the Oracle, coming up after Jag on the Hand. Viewer mail. Opening it up. All right, mail number one. It comes to us from Thomas Love. Thomas Love is new to us. We had never uh, heard from Thomas before, but he writes to us and says, I've been an enormous fan of your podcasts for several months now and have finally managed to catch up completely as of last night through episode 82, putting me into the much-coveted pantheon of completists, at least until this morning, I suppose. I think he wrote this on Tuesday before the 80, episode 83 was yes, released. Yes, probably. So that's his point of reference. He had listened up through 82. He was waiting for 83 to arrive. And we'll assume he is up. He is, he is, he is current as of now. I'm not going to assume. <laughs> I'm going to just assume. You don't want to assume that? No. Uh, liquid you? No, no. I, I'm not into the liquid you. <laughs> uh, Thomas continues, As a solver, I am well back of you two, since I still celebrate the rare occasions when I can no-Google a Thursday. Maybe this puts me as about an episode 28 solver when you two picked up a second microphone. And as a composer, well, I'm one important step behind Brian in that I've self-rejected most of my efforts without getting up the gumption to actually send one off to the Times. At least not yet. I think he means as a composer of crossword puzzles, yeah, yeah. not as a composer of music. Yes. Some confusion there since I am a composer of You're music. You're a composer of both. I am definitely a composer of music. You have composed crossword puzzles, though, yeah. that people have solved. Yeah. That counts. Okay. Well, so, uh, you know what? Thomas has done something very interesting, and he has put uh, into perspective here the episode <laughs> at, at which, like, our skill level 
increase. You know, yes. like yes. we got gradually better over the course of these years that we've been I doing feel, this. I now. feel like we have, and so that by episode twenty-eight, we had reached that amount of no skill. Google Thursdays. Yeah, and so that's where Thomas feels like he is. Like we were at the level he is now back during episode twenty-eight. Yes, is that right? Am I understanding? I, that, this correctly? I believe that's exactly right. So all he has to do is do another. 50 or so episodes of a podcast. Yeah, and then he will win the E Division. <laughs> exactly. That's all you have to do. That's it, Thomas. Well, Just... I haven't won the E Division. Yeah, well, you haven't listened to all the podcasts. I have listened to all of them. You claim to have listened to all of them. And That's I claim, very different I from claim having correctly. Listened. You know what? We're going to come back to this idea a little bit later. All right. Sounds, sounds good. Uh, is that it for Thomas Love? Yes. Uh, thanks, Thomas, for writing to us. Yes, and, and we always love to hear from new viewers. Yes. In fact, I, it's my favorite episode when we have a new viewer. Yes, I viewer love it. Mail. I love it. Yeah. Uh, here we are with uh, the next viewer mail for Jonah Jog on an Ankh Kagan. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? I told you that was not an anagram of his name. I know, name. but the anagram, the other anagrams don't make sense. So don't make his, don't invent a nickname that's an anagram. You do this. You force these nicknames. It's forcing. It's forcing. It's forcing because, first of all, it's forcing because Jag on a Hank, we've already got his name, Anagram, right. immortalized on this show. Right. So I'm, I'm vetoing this nickname. No. No. Jonah, you're fantastic, and you play the ukulele, which is freaking awesome. But no, Jog on an Ankh is not his nickname. No. All right. Jonah Kagan, then. He titles his email, How We Made the Puzzle. Oh, this is he and Vic Fleming. He and Vic Fleming had the breakfast puzzle. On a, yeah, the breakfast puzzle last week. That and, was our puzzle of the quarter yes. month last week. And we thought that maybe, or at least I guess I thought that they came up with the theme by somebody thinking of the word breakfast out of the blue and thinking, oh, well, let's make that into a theme. I guess that's not a very good origin story. But he says, uh, Jonah says, your theory that we just looked at the word breakfast and came up with the theme is actually incorrect. Oh, well, so there you go. There you Done. do go. Done. He says this. I wanted to make a theme that split a word into multiple pieces, so I started thinking of synonyms for split. When I got to break, I started thinking of entries with break in them. Break the news, break away, heartbreak. Then I thought of breakfast. Breakfast was great because it wasn't pronounced the same way as all of the other ones, so it would take a little more thought when solving. And from there... Um, I like that. Yeah. And, and this and, is, just as a reminder, this was one where uh, it was... The F-A-S-T was split up and turned right. into a bigger phrase. So, like, Father Knows Best, Fairy Dust. These were things with the F-A. Falcon's Crest. Yeah, it was at the beginning, and the S-T was at the end, and something else was And apparently there. Vic, being a judge, had a lot of different rules that it had that fast had to be broken the same way each time. Well, but I think that those rules are valid. And those Vic are is a seasoned constructor. Yeah, he's, he's been published many, many times, so he knows... You know, kind of what works and what doesn't. And it ended up being a great puzzle. It was a great puzzle. So that is a little insight into the workings of Jonah and Vic. Excellent. I, I hope there will be more from Jonah and Vic. It, it was, was a great puzzle. A good team. Yes. Yes. All right. So our next segment on the show... Oh, no, no, no. Whoa, we have whoa, to, whoa, whoa. Sorry, whoa. I was just looking ahead. And we, we, have, we have... It's a very light viewer wow. mailbag today. It is. We only have two viewer mails today. Viewer mail, closing it up. So our next segment is uh, the Jeffrey Crosscan Krasnick Pantheon of Completists. Yes. This is, of course, a, a uh, an elite club of people who have listened to every episode the of the episodes. podcast. From one to, at this point, 83. Well, at this point, about 83 and a half. Yes. Uh, so we have some new members to... Uh, 
acknowledged for yes. their, their recent induction into the Pantheon <laughs> of Completists. Uh, Thomas Love. Thomas Love. Our newest viewer, Thomas Love, has been there. Uh, and Allison Simmet. Conditionally. Yeah, Allison Simmet uh, is my sister. Yes. Allison Simmet claims to have listened to all of the podcasts. Except for a few in the Although middle. then she said, except for a few. So I don't know that she's, she's I not don't know. I don't think, I can't trust her. You can't trust your own sister. I definitely can't trust my own <laughs> sister. I'm more likely to trust your sister. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well. That's... So you know what? I, I know her name is here on the script, and uh, I, you know what? I'm going to just say no. You're going to say no. I vetoed Jog on an Ankh, and I am vetoing Allison Simmet into the, the Pantheon of Completes. I would have thought the circus would have put you in a better mood. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you know me? Do you know me at yeah, all? Yeah, I guess, I guess that was just wishful thinking. Yeah. So, uh, other people who are more legitimate entries into the Pantheon include Commissioner Peter Gordon, who says, I'm still a completist, just listen to number 83. So he's updating us. He is, and, and he updates us from time to time, and that's good. We, we need to know, because for those who don't know, the Pantheon, the, the criteria for getting into the Pantheon of completists is A, you've listened to all the episodes. We said that. Yes. But B, you, have to tell, you us. tell us that you've listened to all the episodes. You have to do that or else you're not in. You could be in your own... Sure, if you want to sit at home and say to yourself, I'm in the pantheon of completists, you go right ahead. You can set up your own pantheon. It just won't be the Jeffrey Crosscan Krasnick pantheon of completists. Exactly. Now, we have another person who may or may not enter the pantheon, and that is John, I don't need no stinking nickname, Delphin. Yes. John says, uh, I've heard every episode, but that's not exactly the same thing as listening to them. Sort of like a cane and a stick. Not sure I can handle the pressure of reporting in on a regular basis, so I think I shall be the guardian of my own completestness. So what does this mean? This means, I think, that uh, John has been uh, awake while every episode has played <laughs> in his vicinity. Uh -huh. uh, I don't think maybe he didn't pay attention to everything in every episode, and I wouldn't either. I no. mean, I, I have paid attention to every yes. episode, and what a waste of my time that was. <laughs> There's no doubt. No doubt at all. So that is the updated Pantheon of Completists. Oh. And now our next segment is Stick versus Kane Part 3. Part 3. Part 3. This who, I, who knew this would have three parts to it? I think this is the final part. I hope Because I think I have the part. final answer. Okay. I've read what you have here, uh -huh. and I don't think you have the final answer, but you go ahead. This is, okay. your, this is your your. First, we got a comment on the blog from Harry Hassel, Won't Wind. <laughs> you didn't like Woodwind, so I went with Woatwind. You gotta like that. <laughs> All right, from Harry Hassel. And I believe it's Harry Hassel. He just comments, and his name is Harry. Uh, uh, we haven't heard from any other Harrys. That so I I'm assuming of. it's Harry Hassel, our neighbor. Harry Hassel, our neighbor. <laughs> uh, he says All possibilities are within the stick from the moment of its inception. Cane, lever, back scratcher, garden hoe, etc. All of these potentialities remain in the stick always, even if they are unrealized during its lifetime. Thank you, Harry Hassel. That is genius. <laughs> it is. That is genius. All right. Now, here is the rebuttal. Last week, when I told you I could call you a lawyer, even though you weren't one yet. Yes. That's what he's getting at there. Yet. Well, but that's what he's getting no, at that's there. that's true. Is that anything can become whatever it can become. There is the realm of things it can be. Right. Just because it isn't yet doesn't mean that it can't eventually be. Right. But it still is a stick. But here is the rebuttal. Well, we'll see. And I went to the Marvel Wikia, the Wikipedia that knows all of all things Mar Mar Martin? Martin? 
What? Huh? Uh, Marvel. And I went to the the uh, the, the the entry on Thor Odinson, who is the Marvel Thor. Thor Odinson, like that's his last name, Odinson. Odinson, like Johnson or Williamson. Anchorman. Odinson. Odinson. Anchorman. <laughs> well, uh, Aquaman. He, he's 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 Odin's son. Oh, I thought there was actually somewhere where he had a last name. No, that's, it's true. I'm, that's his last name, Thor Odinson. You made that up. I did not make that oh up. Oh, my God. This already has lost all value. <laughs> all right. So, the Wikia says, Odin decided that it was time Thor learned humility. Odin had Thor surrender his hammer to him and then sent him to Earth in the mortal guise of a crippled young medical student named Donald Blake. After ten years in the role of Blake, Odin planted within Blake's mind the suggestion to take a vacation in Norway. There, Blake encountered a party of alien Cronans, also known as the... <laughs> this is where it gets, gets important. He encountered a party of alien Cronans, also known as the Stone Men from Saturn. Oh, my God. Blake fled from the Cronans into a cavern, the very same one that had served as Thor's birthplace millennia ago, where Odin had left Thor's hammer in the enchanted form of a wooden cane. Set and... Checkmate. <laughs> right? No. What do you mean, no? I mean, no. The opposite of yes. Like, won't is the opposite of would? Mm. <laughs> Odin took the hammer and made it into a cane and placed it into this cave. He did not make it into a stick and place it in the cave. Therefore, it would never was a stick. It has always been a cane. Well, it hasn't always been a cane. Well, it used to be a hammer. Right. So, so it hasn't always been a cane. Right. But it was never, it would, never didn't go from hammer to stick to cane. It went from hammer straight to cane. From Odin's perspective, yes. Well, Odin's the final arbiter. He's the one who made it into what it was. Yeah, but he's not the one who uses it. He's not the one who says what it is. That panel of Thor's comic book there that you read last week has Donald Blake wandering into the cave. Right. We didn't get to the part where he's escaping the Saturnians. <laughs> but he wanders into the cave and he says, oh, look, it's a gnarled stick. Like a, like a wooden cane. Yes, but he says, it's a stick. It's a simple sentence. It's a stick. Yeah. But he's wrong. He's incorrect. He's not incorrect. If I look it's at you, if I look at you and say, oh my god, it's an alligator. Oh no, wait, it's Brian. Does that make you an alligator? No. But so, that's not what Donald Blake did. But that's the same thing. Donald Blake said, it's a stick like a cane. Okay. Not, it's a stick, oh wait a minute, I'm wrong, it's a cane. But how is the, but that doesn't... But what his perception of it doesn't change what it is. Oh my god! I really thought. That All right, was what do I have it. to say to be, make this be the end? What do I have to say? I, tell you know, me, tell me what I have to say. We don't have to. No, get, no, no. Tell me. I, I don't need know. to know. I need to end this. <laughs> we need to never have this, 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 this through line again. But I think people need to know. No. <laughs> no one needs to know. What do you mean? No one I needs to know. I think this is this is. Deep. Really? This is getting to the, the center of it. Of what? <laughs> the the coalescence of the vapors. <laughs> the articles of transposition? <laughs> yes. Or that. Yeah. Or that. Oh, my God. All right. How so, about if I say, okay, Ryan, it's a cane? Yeah, well, I don't believe you. So just saying it isn't enough? Well, no, because... What if I sign a piece of paper that says that <laughs> I believe you? Can we have Harry Hassel notarize it? Sure. Okay. Harry, stop by Ryan's place later tonight. He'll have the paper for you to and notarize. And bring your notarizing embossment yeah, shield. exactly. You can probably, like, scrape at it with an oboe reed. <laughs> All right, so that is part three of Stick vs. Kane. Yeah, can we be we'll, done with Stick vs. Kane? 
we'll please? See, I'd like see. to file it away with all the other things we're done with. Well, can we just see what the week brings? I'm going to file it away. <laughs> all right, it's filed. And it's been thrown at me. Yep. Am I the file cabinet today? Today. Today. Our next segment <laughs> is U versus R. Now, I think this is not an argument between the two of us. Because I, I agree with your your R, what we talked about yeah. weeks ago. We have issues with A-R-R-R being a legitimate thought, uh, uh, entry in a crossword. I thought about putting it into a puzzle. And right. you said it's not a very good uh, uh, entry because it's a sound. Right. And there's no real way to spell it. There's right. no definitive spelling of R. Right. And I and agree even with if that. there was, the most common non-definitive spelling is only a three-letter word, not a four-letter word. Right. And I wholeheartedly agreed with okay. you. Okay. So this is not an argument between the two of us. Okay. Uh, but uh, Does that make it less fun? I don't know. We'll okay. see. We'll have to see. Uh, last uh, Wednesday's puzzle, uh, it was a Peter Collins puzzle. Uh, uh, what? I'm sorry? Peter A. Collins puzzle. I'm sorry? Peter A. Collins. Rob Reiner's friend. Rob Reiner's friend. Collins. Rob Reiner's friend. Peter A. Collins. I'm See, this is also why I don't let you make up nicknames just whenever you want to. Why? Because you can't be responsible for the ones that actually <laughs> exist. All right. Well, In I'm, either last week or two weeks ago episode, you had no recollection of incorrectly assigning Martin Ashwood Smith with crossword Dundee. Yeah, I didn't remember that. No. No. I didn't remember that. See, this is why. that You can't be left to your own devices. You can't. You must... All, you must live within the realm of my devices because <laughs> it's the only place things can happen. Well, I happen to like my devices as well as yours. Okay. How about that? How uh, about it? So Rob Reiner's friend, Peter A. Collins, constructed a puzzle. I believe it was either Tuesday or Wednesday of this past week. And the 29 down was how disgusting. That was the clue. Yes. And the entry was E-W-W. Ew. Ew. Now, this, to me, is the exact same type of word as R. It is a sound. It's yep. not a word. I think you're right. And you could be... Sp if I was writing a story where somebody said you, I could write it E-W-W-W. You could, but again, I think like R, the three-letter version is a little more standard. So... I I'm not saying it is definitive. I'm just saying it's more more common, more... more uh, Not intuitive, but what is it? I can't think of the word. Lucrative. Lucrative. Uh, <laughs> more lucrative. More guessable, I guess, is the okay. word I'm looking for. There's, it's a shorter word, so there's less variables. Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. I, I think that R with two R's, a three-letter word, is more legitimate than R. Would you feel comfortable R's. putting a three-letter R in the puzzle? More than a four-letter R, yes. Would, but that's, I'm not... Uh, would you feel comfortable in a it vacuum? depend on... No, no, because a single... Entry is doesn't exist in a vacuum, so it would depend on the rest of the puzzle. It would depend on the rest of the puzzle. The, the problem with it now, I can't remember in Peter's puzzle. I'm looking for it. I'm looking at Wednesday's puzzle right now. It was 29, 29, 29 down. Now. How disgusting! It crossed with uh, 28 across areas between hills, dales. Dales. That was the E. 33 across captured one W O N. Uh huh. And 38 across uh, was the center of the theme. Shake up in the global balance of power and a hint to the circle letters, New World Order. Uh, I feel like all three of those crossings are things you can get without the down. Uh huh. And so, with that in mind, I think that EWW is legitimate. So, okay. I think that if the three letters are crossing things that you can get without the down clue, then I think so. I think if you start crossing things with like Patarmagan and 
you know, nonsense that isn't actually words, except uh-huh. in Karen M. Tracy's universe, then right. then, uh, then no. Okay, well, that is fair. I I agree with that. Right. So if you if if you had the the three letter R, now what if you had the four letter R and all four all three R's were gettable answers? Okay. Yeah, I still like the three letter version better. But do you think it would be whether or not you like it better or not? Do you think it would be legitimate? You could try it. <laughs> I wouldn't. All right, I'm not arguing that I want to go do You're this. You're the one writing crossword puzzles and sending them in. So who's you, sending anything in? You have two. I haven't sent anything in, in. your proverbial mental oven. <laughs> you have two crossword cakes cooking. I have two crossword cakes cooking. Yeah, but still, the dough has not been fully mixed. Then it's already cooking. Unmixed dough. What's that? Well, the, turn uh, like? well, I by cooking, you know, I, cooking to me means once you start get the cutting board out and the mixer, that's you're already cooking. Okay. You don't have to apply heat to cook something. Look at ceviche. That's not cooked. I know, but it, no, but it's cooked. No, it's prepared. No, 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 it's no, no. Oh, okay, no, no, no. You you can cook something without applying heat. No, you can't. Yes, you can. No. Yes, you can. No. Yes, you can. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> I disagree with that. Get out of your devices. No, Stop I disagree it. with your that. Your devices are wrong. What? A, you can cook something without applying heat. Okay. You could you a chef can cook something without applying heat. Chef can prepare something without applying heat. Yes, he can. He can also cook something. No, cooking is heat. No, cooking is not heat. I say cooking is heat. The lemon juice in a ceviche makes the shrimp turn from raw to cooked. No. It does. I don't think so. It does. I don't think of that as cooking. You don't think of that. That's fine, but that's still cooking. Okay. I'll tell you what. If you give me punctuation inside the parentheses, I'll give you cooking with lemon juice. I will never give you punctuation. Then I will never give you lemon juice. You don't you don't like it either. What? Punctuation inside the parentheses. Absolutely. It doesn't go inside the parentheses. It goes outside the parentheses. Punctuation? What did I say? I might be saying it wrong. I've been at the circus all day. <laughs> if you do punctuation the way I want you to do it, I'll give you lemon juice. <laughs> You, I like you it. You won't do punctuation. It's the quotes. It's not parentheses. You put the period outside the quotes. Because that's what makes sense. No, it doesn't. So if you put the period inside the so quotes, that, that, I'll give you no, lemon that, that juice. Makes, that makes total sense. If you have... You, the, the period, period goes inside the quotes. In the, in all right, we're not doing this again. No, 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 we're not. Not at all. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Let us please move on. Puzzle of the week. Oh, my God. The week? Do you do this show? Quarter month. Oh my God, Ryan Hecht. Puzzle of the quarter month. <sighs> All right, let me get it out. Puzzle of the quarter month this week was the Friday puzzle, which was constructed by Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire, and constructor of the Friday puzzle and the Oracle. Oh my God. And uh, so Mike Nothnagel constructed the Friday puzzle, and yeah. it was great. It was great. Now, you picked this as the puzzle of the week. Why did you I pick this be, as well, the puzzle of the week? Well, first of all, first of all, first I, of all. I, it was a, a Friday personal best time for me. It was? It was under 17 minutes. Wow. I it. Yes. Seriously? Yes. I did not do it that fast. 16 minutes and 54 seconds. Wow. And I just thought it was so much fun. Really? As I wrote in the blog, I just when, I, when you do a Mike Nothnagel puzzle, even when you don't know the answers... There's something, it, you, I don't get as frustrated because 
the answer is, is usually something fun. The clue is usually something fun. So it makes you think in fun terms. I very much liked it, and I'm fine with it being the puzzle of the week. It did not have nonsense words like Batarmigan. It did not. Uh, and even if it was tricky to figure out, like, my favorite clue in the whole thing was actually uh, 15 across. Pinch sources. Pinch sources. Pinch sources. Snuff boxes. Snuff boxes. All I could think about was, like, dimples and cheeks and, like, <laughs> you know, pinching. Uh, but that's not what I love. I, I, that and was see, terrific. that's a great example. That's a fun clue, and yep. it's a fun entry. Yep. So... Yep. Terrific entries in this puzzle. Motel 6, Knee Socks, Record Book, David Sedaris. David Sedaris. Excellent. Excellent. Was that his debut in the New York Times? I, it was his debut, certainly, as his full name. Yeah. As an entry. Terrific uh, puzzle. Yes, terrific puzzle. So, Mike, you've done it again. You haven't answered any of our Oracle questions this week, but still. We but it's your first Friday in a while, so I'm it glad is. to see you're, you're, you've renewed your nickname. Yes. So now you get to keep that nickname for like another year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. So uh, congratulations to you. So now we're going to move on to a, a, a dubious segment on the show, and this is uh, last week's contest. Yes. The contest of then. The contest of then uh, came to us from Commissioner Peter Gordon, and it was this. Take a current ad slogan. Remove a P, remove any punctuation marks, close up the space, and toggle the capitalization of all but one letter, and you'll get a product from a rival. What is it? This was by far the least popular contest we ever came across. Certainly using the scoring system of how many entries we got. <laughs> that is the Because scoring. we got, how many entries did we get, Ryan? We got exactly one. We got one entry to And this that was contest. very early on. Yeah, we got it right away. You know, we always get an entry from this person right away. Yes, I think that she is eager to answer the contest and, and, and she, gets to it right She always off. has it right. She always has it right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, she is, of course, Joanne M. Sullivan. Yes. Now, Joanne did get it correct. However, you know what? I'm going to say this. And Do, we want to give a, do we want to give the answer? Oh, the, uh, the answer is uh, I'm a PC becomes iMac. Yes. I'm a PC. Uh, you lose the, the letter P. Right. Uh, and then take out the apostrophe from I'm, close up the spaces, and invert all capitalization except for the A, mm -hmm. and you get iMac. Now, the problem, I think, maybe that exists with this is that I'm a PC is an ad slogan. Well, it's not really an ad slogan. It's the first line of the commercials for the Mac. Right. So I don't know that there's another ad slogan that's I'm a PC that's actually for a PC. Or for something other than a Mac. So the whole that this is a product from a rival, I'm going to question this. Yeah, because it's, 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 I'm a PC is advertising That's what John Hodgman says at the beginning of the commercials. Right. John Hodgman and Justin Long are in the commercials right. there. Right, right. <clears throat> so me. it's all part of the Mac, Apple, Macintosh. Right. Slogan. So I'd like hearing. to hear from Peter Gordon. Uh, Peter, if you get a chance, uh, contact us and let us know what you think. Because um, we're not sure. We, we may have led our viewers astray with this I contest. I think this may be a contest balk. It may be. So you're a former umpire. Yeah, you, can, you let us know. You tell us which base to get to. Now, Joanne, uh, you just need to contact us and tell us what you want as a prize. Yes, because... And uh, we, we still have one Kendoku book and, and, remaining. And, Joanne, how did you figure it out? Yeah, I'm curious. How did you figure it out? If, if, how, yeah. Nobody, I just bumped my mic. Nobody else figured it out. Nobody else. How did you? Yeah. Nobody else even emailed us and said, I'm close, but I'm not really sure. I mean, it was, we got nothing. All right. So anyway, the contest of now. Go ahead. The contest of now comes to us from Andrew Feist. 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 Take each name of each of our hosts. Ryan, Hecht, Brian, and Simmet. Do you want to spell those for everybody? 
R-Y-A-N-H-E-C-H-T, B-R-I-A-N-C-I-M-M-E-T. Okay. Replace one letter of each name with a vowel, A, I, O, or U. We're giving E a break this time. And then anagram each set of letters to get a word. You can only use each vowel once. If you have done things correctly, the four replaced letters will spell a common four-letter word, the answer to the puzzle. All right. So we're going to take Ryan. Right. And we're going to replace one of the letters in Ryan with one of these four vowels, A, I, O, or U. Yes. And then we're going to come up with a word. Right. And we're going to do the same thing with Hecht, the same thing with Brian, the same thing with Simmet. Yes. So we, we swap out an existing letter with one of these vowels, uh -huh. scramble up the letters, and you get a new word. Right. A legitimate English word. A legitimate word. English word. So then the four discarded letters, the four letters that were replaced with vowels, can then be anagrammed themselves into a four-letter English word. Yes. Okay. So, and whatever that word that is. That word, that four-letter word. That's the answer. That's the answer to the contest of now. Yes. Okay. Look, on the horizon, it's Thor, Odin's son, the son of Odin. Monday, December 7th by Ed Sessa. Yo-ho-ho -ho and a bottle of rum. This was fun. I it, like pirates. I, Do you like pirates? Everybody loves pirates. R. 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 Where was R in this puzzle? There was no R in this no. puzzle. But, but the beginnings of each theme uh, entry was yo, yo, ho, and then a bottle of rum. I think it was yo, ho, ho. Possibly. I don't think anybody says yo, yo, ho and a bottle <laughs> of rum. <laughs> Tuesday, December 8th by Joe Crozel rhymes with puzzle. This was amazing. It As was, usual. It was a fantastic construction. Every across answer was a proper first name. Yes. And every across clue was of the form... Like 1A, guitarist Paul. Yes. Sportscaster Albert. Yes. Singer Baker. Yeah. And there were, what, 70 or there were less than 70. I don't know how many there were, but there were a lot. And there Probably was about 35, 37. Yes. And, like and most of them, there were a few who were a little obscure, uh -huh. but most of them were it was impressive. people that you know. You know what? It was a major feat of construction. From what I understand, some solvers didn't love it. Really? I heard that Tyler Hinman specifically didn't love it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I would, I would, did he say why? Uh, I don't remember why. I just remember that he didn't love it. I, I read somewhere that John, I don't even know, stinking nickname Delphin, decided to solve this puzzle just using the downs. Yes. And he, before he knew what the theme was. He just happened to. He that just had coincidence. Just, it's coincidence. Yeah. Speaking of this puzzle, June Pock, Squirrel of Discord, yes. referenced this puzzle in a possible response to our question last week, what is Crossword Compiler not doing for you? There you go. And June said, maybe you design your own software in order to generate a puzzle like this, where the across clues all come from one word list and the down clues come from another. Interesting. And Joe Crozel may have done exactly that. Joe Crozel, that what you did? Wednesday, December 9th, by Rob Reiner's friend Peter A. Collins. Yes. 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 New, new world. Of, new world order. Yes. The word "world" was scrambled up within the theme entries, like uh, uh, and the rest uh, of the grid. Sword lily. Yes, and field drowsy, and blow dryers, and uh, I can't read. Field anymore. work. Yes, field work. They were all scrambled up. They were clever. Yeah. Sure. What the Aldous Huxley? Aldous Huxley wrote "Brave New World." Right. Oh, that's that's not New World Order. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote New World Order? Uh, it's not a book. It isn't? No. It should be. I think there was once a band called New World Order. NWO. 
That's the acronym for New Whoa. World Order. Wednesday. No. Thursday. Thursday, December 10th, by Trip Payne. End notes. This was also a lot of fun. Yeah, I like this one. I enjoyed the this. The theme answers, the ends of all the theme answers were Do, Re, Mi, Fo, Sa, La, Ti, Do. Okay. They fa? Fa and So. So? S-O-L. S-O-L. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost S-O-L. <laughs> almost. Uh... Do, re, mi, fa, sa, la, ti, do? Oh my god, you really can't say it. Do, yeah. re, mi, fo, sa, no, no. la. Stop, just stop. Buzz, <laughs> we're done with you. Friday, December 11th by Mike Nathanagel, Penfell Extraordinary Constructor of the Friday Puzzle and the Oracle. Yes. This puzzle was our puzzle of the quarter month, and therefore it wins the uh, prestigious Thor Hammer of the Week. Saturday, December 12th, by Karen M. Tracy, Brian's nemesis. Yes, my nemesis. But but not so much this no, week. I totally easy. solved this puzzle this week. No yes. problems. No problems at all. Thank you, Karen, for helping me just this once. <laughs> you know, I feel like Karen M. Tracy has been in... Uh, uh, recently, I feel like we've seen her name, like, every week, every other week. Yeah, she's it got seems a puzzle. like it. I wonder whether she's going to do one at the tournament this year. You think she's, she's gearing up? I wonder. I wonder whether we see more of certain constructors as we gear toward the tournament. You think she's going to be puzzle number five? I don't know. Maybe. Interesting. Although all the puzzles at the tournament are themed. Even the hardest puzzle is themed. She doesn't do themed puzzles. At least not for the New York Times. The finals is not themed at the ACPT. No, the final is not. By the way, we're at almost a two-month countdown to the ACPT. We should start talking next week about the ACPT and different preparations. Okay. Next week is more like two months, so we'll do that next week. All right, so next week ACPT. Coming up next week. ACPT. I don't know. Sunday, December 13th, by Mike Schenk. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies pitcher, Pedro Martinez. Pedro, not in reference to Martinez, but Pedro appears twice in the puzzle. So you hate this puzzle because not only does he break the convention of an answer shouldn't appear in the clues, but also Pedro Martinez. (laughs) And you hate the Phillies. I do hate the Phillies. The Phillies super super duper monkey cream cheese something or other? Let me just just say... Yes, they do. They super okay. monkey ass cream cheese suck. <laughs> That's correct. You are correct. But let, let me just say this: they had the answer, uh, director, a Moldavar. Yes, and the answer Pedro. was Pedro. Yes, and then they had. I, I should have <laughs> highlighted this. One hundred down in the clues peaks to Pedro. Yeah, I think this is breaking one of the. The cardinal... This must have been an oversight. I think it was. It must have been an oversight. But how can can you have an oversight like that? Well, here's how. Here's how. Okay. I think that most of the people who test solve the puzzles are great solvers. Uh Uh-huh. I think Ellen Ripstein is one who test solves these puzzles. Yes. Great solvers don't read all the clues. I think that's what they're supposed to do. Maybe. But if you have... Let's say, for example, that Ellen Ripstein... And then, like, a clone of Ellen Ripstein are test solving the puzzles. <laughs> okay. And one of them is able to just fill in Pedro in the grid without ever having seen the clue about the director. Uh-huh. And the other one is able to fill in that corner of the grid without ever really seeing that clue about what mountains are to Pedro. Wouldn't clones solve it the same way? Okay, so let's say that it's Ellen Ripstein and it's a clone of John Delphin. Okay. Okay, is that better? Why can't it just be John Delphin? Because <laughs> I think he solves it normally when it comes out in the paper. Oh, okay. That's why. Okay. I don't know. Maybe okay, that's so, not true. So his clone. Yes. So it's a real Ellen Ripstein, <laughs> and it's a clone of John Delphin. Now, does John Delphin get the money from the clone who's when he gets hired at the New York Times? Yeah, yeah. It's like in the movie Multiplicity. Like, all the different Michael Keatons, they, they just, they all, I keep touching my microphone. They, they all work together as a team. And so Michael Keaton got all the money. 
Well, yeah, I mean, the others didn't really make money doing their jobs. That was a terrible movie. It was. Mostly because of Andy McDowell. Everything always mostly because of Andy McDowell. Everything that is awful is awful because of Andy McDowell. <laughs> Usually. Really? Usually. So the Dodgers losing in the playoffs this year is because of Andy McDowell? Well, she's... I think maybe Andy McDowell and Shane Victorino are in cahoots. Maybe they hacked our blog together. I think they must have teamed up. Perhaps. It's possible. <laughs>